Hey, how yin's doing? Welcome to episode 9 of Puck and Dirty. My name is David, and I'm your host as always, and I'm uh, grateful here to have y'all listen to me. Hope you guys had a good holiday break. I did a, a lot of chilling on my break, honestly, and I kind of needed it. Just kind of settle down, you know, take some time for myself, for my girlfriend, you know. Spend some uh, quality time with the family. Uh, you know, same old, same old, really. Um, but if you didn't already know by now, uh, we're a hockey podcast. I primarily cover the Penguins, uh, Florida Panthers, and really any kind of any kind of hockey, you know, culture out there. Um, if that interests you, you should check out our socials. Uh, I recently changed it to at Puck and Dirty. I think that's on both Twitter and Instagram. Should be a little bit easier to you know find us. I feel like that's more unique than Dirty J Hockey. Just kind of a mouthful, but. Yeah, uh, Puck and Dirty should be the uh, the socials, and I kind of teased this a couple weeks ago um, before the break. I wanted to open a hockey pack uh, of cards before, you know, and talk about whoever I get in the pack. So my girlfriend over, you know, over break for Christmas uh, got me a pack of, or more like a box of uh, hockey cards, and I'm going to open one here. Um, there are some Upper Decker, Upper Decker... <laughs> Uh, upper deck cards uh 2022-2023 pretty interesting i opened a few of them already they had some interesting cards i was pulling some good ones but uh i'm gonna open one here live here see if i get anything juicy if, if i don't maybe i'll open a second one here i got a, a jack eichel here clayton keller Connor mcdavid Ooh, a cool, pretty cool Braden point card i'm gonna show pretty sweet there Mark Stone, Brandon Saad, Tim Stutzel, Boone Jetter. Honestly, this, these are all really good players. Uh, I mean, Jack Eichel, you guys have probably heard me talk about him before here. I think he's one of the best players, top 10 in the league probably, on my fantasy team. Uh, his teammate, Mark Stone, captain captain of Vegas. Um, I'm not sure how he's been doing this year. I maybe need to check into that. But all, he's a he's a solid player, solid center as well. Brandon Saad, he's from, you know, Pittsburgh. Stutzel, German player, pretty damn good. Uh, kind of, He's on the Senators. He's kind of coming in into the league, coming into his own, one of the better players, supposedly. Uh, Boone Jenner, yeah, I don't really care for him. Fuck him. Fuck CBJ, Matt. Um, Brain Point, pretty cool card, obviously. Like, first-line center, second-line center for Tampa, pretty good player. And Connor McDavid, obviously, we all know about. And just because I'm feeling it, I'm going to open a second pack just because I have a bunch of these and I want to get more cards. So I've got to open these to get more cards. So bear with me while I, while I have to open this. It's pretty obnoxious. There we go. Alrighty. Oh, of course. I got Ryan Hartman here, so my friend from 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 college. Uh, Mike Matheson, but he's in a Pens uniform. Uh, Frederick Anderson, but I mean he's in the Canes. He's pretty. He's all right. Josh Anderson, pretty sweet looking card there. Montreal. Uh, I feel like he's having an off year, but maybe he can turn around. Wierenski, Saros, Goodrow, Barkley Goodrow, Cole Caulfield, all good players. 
Uh, pretty interesting. I'll save I'll save the rest because I don't want to go through all of them. But yeah, some pretty cool cards, pretty cool pools there. Um, but uh, moving on here, uh, two pieces of uh, news basically that's come out over like, the holiday break here. Really, not even much news, but just anyway. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs got fined for violating the collective bargaining agreement. Apparently, they traveled during the holidays when they weren't supposed to. They got fined a hundred thousand dollars for it. Um, also, their head coach Sheldon Keith also was he was fined uh, twenty five thousand dollars for his conduct towards referees. He was they were playing St. Louis. It was like five to four. They just let in the fifth goal, and he thought there was interference. I mean, good for him. He completely berated the refs. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, kind of unacceptable. But I feel like people were putting a positive spin on it like oh my god yeah of course he has a melt another meltdown it's like yeah, he just kind of seems i don't know it seems kind of tacky to me like I, that doesn't make me having like inspiration or that doesn't make me want to like believe in this coach admittedly um but they are i mean the maple leaves are what 52 points top like number three number two in the league so i mean maybe it works for his boys there um my other piece of news here is Ovi's goal tracker, uh, the record, 894. He's at 802, so pretty close. 92 away. That's. I would love to see him break it. Still, I, I as much as the Pens and Caps have been rivals previously, I really want a Gretzky record to be broken, just because, like, finally, like, <laughs> it's been too long. Um, uh, moving on to like kind of the the meat of the episode here. I wanted to talk about a few things besides obviously the pens. Um, maybe the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is the uh, the world the world junior uh, that championship that's going on right now. Um, actually, the U.S. men are playing right now. I wonder what the score is. Huh, perfect time. Because the dogs are freaking out. All right, it is currently four to two. Oh shit, that sucks. Um, anyway, Ryan, you might have to cut some of that, but uh, currently it's four to two in the in the U.S. men's game. That's kind of rough. Um, but whatever. Well, there's plenty of time left. It's only a second. We can still talk here about the World Juniors. Um, Canada is hosting the IIF World Juniors again. They, I think they always do. Actually, no, that's not true. They, they only do sometimes other junior events. But this is the first time actually they've had it since 2003. Um, 20 years ago, uh, Canada came up short in Halifax. Coming in, uh, this is the last time they played in Canada. Um, they came in second place, losing to against Russia for the championship. And our boy Mark Andre Fleury was actually in net for Team Canada for that game. I, I want to say he might have had the yellow pads for the Pens by then. I'm not actually. No, I'm not sure. But I, I I feel like he did. I don't I don't think he wore it during those games. But banana banana pad Fleury was a was a hell of a guy. Um, this. Uh, tournament actually the the finish and the uh canadians are from at least from odds makers the favorites to 
to win the tournament. Um, Finland, they're considered the best, you know, country right now, according to the IIF, IIHF uh, ratings on just like world, you know, world stage, uh, like world juniors, Olympics, stuff like that. Um, those kind of events, they just, you know, compile points and, Finland's actually first right now. Uh, considered the best, you know, in the league or in the in the world. Obviously, Canada, you know, I feel like you have to give them the same odds because, you know, it's Canada. Um, but for for the most part, this will be the first showcase for people like me who don't really watch junior events all that much to see some of the talent in the 2023 draft. Uh, a lot of the players, you know, Logan Cooley I, comes off the head for the Team USA and Luke Hughes. Um, these guys are going to be playing some best on best hockey versus like playing in their leagues where they're probably playing, you know, guys who might might never even go to the a- AHL, let alone NHL. Um, but yeah, the uh, the U.S. last time we uh, had a World Juniors, we finished or like last year we competed. We finished off the podium. We lost, I think it was against Slovakia. I think it was that for bronze. Uh, this this year, though, I think the expectations are a little bit raised. The like I said, this this um, this draft class is pretty deep, and we do have a lot of college players, uh, college hockey players on Team USA, and a lot of them are drafted on onto teams. Um, uh, there are actually 19 uh, NHL-drafted players and six first-round draft picks on the roster. And Luke Hughes, uh, like Jack Hughes' brother, is the uh, the captain. Um, I mentioned Logan Cooley. He's on the Arizona Coyotes, or at least in the, ro- in the roster for them, or the, the organization there. Um, so, you know, Luke Hughes and Logan Cooley, I mean, if they can carry the team, I mean, they're some of the best... NHL-owned prospects in the game. Uh, like, obviously, Connor Bedard's plays for Canada, but he's not owned by any... No one's rights. You know, he, no one has rights to this player yet. No one's drafted him. Um, the the U.S., I mentioned that they're playing right now. They're, they're 1-0 right now. They beat Latvia 5-2. Uh, to um, I mean, they look good, but they were... I'd say they finished well. They, they're tied 2-2 into the, the third with... Uh, Latvia and Latvia is just kind of like a punching bag at this point. I feel like they only have one real win in the world stage where they like beat Sochi in Sochi. They beat Switzerland after they qualified. Um, the U.S. was actually favored to to beat Slovakia in this game, so it kind of sucks that they're losing four to two at the end of the second. Uh, maybe if I can find a stream here, I'll I'll t- put it on, but. Sucks to see. Um, beyond, you know, the U.S., I, I mentioned Latvia. I do feel bad, but, you know, someone's got to be the worst. And, like, they produce Anze Kopitar, so maybe they'll, you know, get up there one day. Uh, but I, I, I really doubt it. <laughs> There's not very many people in that country. I think only, like, 5,000 people are registered as, to play or something like that. Um, in, in other, you know, world junior news, Canada lost to the Czech Republic five to two, um, the Canadian media outlets like TSN highlight, you know, this, these Michigan attempts, uh, that they're Connor Bedard and, uh, oh man, what's his name? Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli. They're, they're two of the pro- high rated prospects. Um, 
But they both tried Michigan within the opening minutes of the game. And, you know, despite everyone having talent on Team Canada, uh, I feel like the team really, like, was overconfident. And they kind of got humbled by a team that was looking to play together and maybe prove them wrong. Maybe they saw that they were cocky. You know, and I don't know, media. There's a lot of media around this, especially in Canada. Um, <clears throat> not really in the U.S., but, um, I mean, despite everyone on Canada being drafted, you know, except maybe one player, everyone's already owned, but um, they they uh, they can't really outskill teams that want to win, you know, want to beat them. And maybe they're not even that good in the first place. Like, who knows? Like, it's it's tough to say. Um, Canada plays Germany next. Uh, it's at 7:30 today, so a couple hours from now. Um, they plan on having different lines, new goalie. Apparently, the guy let five goals in on 17 shots. Um, they really need to refocus, I think, um, to get out of the round robin. They're gonna have to play Germany, who's that who I mentioned. They're 0-1 right now, and if they can crush them, I think with how the goals for work, they can definitely make sure they don't get relegated. Um, how do, how's Canada going to rebound? I, I really think, you know, Germany is considered one of the weaker teams. And if Canada is serious, they're going to just dunk on Germany. Uh, I could see like a seven, one game there, honestly, just probably just, you know, take it out on them. Uh, speaking of the Germans, I did a, a top five jer- Jersey race rating. Oh my God. I stuttered over that a top five Jersey rating for the world juniors and Germany's featured twice on it. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Top five after my players to watch here. Um, but you know, if Germany's going to win, I'll be surprised there. Um, the, the favorites were the Finns though, and they, they are considered the best in the world. And, you know, they just lost two days ago to Switzerland and, you know, Maybe that serves as like a wake up call. You know, the pens or the pens, the Canadians lost five to two. You know, it doesn't seem crazy that, you know, teams are losing, the top teams are losing. Maybe there's more parity there, but I'm not really that sure about the junior stuff. Um, the Finns then played uh, Slovakia and they beat them five to two. Um, I think this could, you know, maybe serve as like a, a back or a blueprint for the Team USA. Um, Team USA plays the finish uh, to get seeded. You know, they're in the same group for this tournament. Um, I think this will be a good opportunity for them to make, you know, an impact on how they're going to play uh, the Finns when they play them, you know, beyond the, the group stage. Um, I, I, maybe they fig- figure out a way to beat them. I know it's, this is kind of looking forward, but they do eventually play. I think it's on the 31st. Um there's a good chance the second time they play, it'll be for, you know, way more than seeding. seeding. Um, it could be for a third medal, but I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying, like, having a blueprint on how to beat the best team in the, the the league might be a good move. Or keep saying league, but you know, in the world stage here, um, I think that'll be good for Team USA. Um, I mentioned some players to watch, but I, I for the top three teams that I mentioned here. Um, Connor Bedard, obviously, Canada. Um, Logan Cooley for Team US. And Brad Lambert, who is like a thir- three-time guy coming to the World Juniors. Um, he's plays for Team Finland. Um, his teammate is actually Chaz 
uh, Lu- Lucius, who's a U.S. player. Pretty good, actually. Um, but, yeah. Um, I got my uh, top five jersey rating here. Um, I wonder if I can pull this up. I think I can. Oh. So, obviously, <clears throat> top five jerseys. I'm, I'm just going to throw them out here. I think they're superior to all of the um, all of them pretty it's a pretty big gap i'd say um but number one i got sweden team sweden pretty sweet this is their away jersey <clears throat> the blue one with gold crowns i think it just looks so good um it's iconic at this point to me i feel like as much as like the leaf is to canada the three crowns are to Sw- like sweden's hockey team um coming in number two here I got the German away. I mean, these are just filthy, honestly. Like, oh, I, I I don't know. You you didn't go wrong at all. And, like, I know, like, all the Germans in, like, the ho- old hockey movies were, like, viewed as bad guys. And, like, this just, like, fits that. Like, they just look like bad guys if they wear these. But they look so good. And, obviously, I would love to sport these myself. Um, number three here, I got Canada's home. I think this is just a classic jersey. I think there's a lot going on in a way, but, but it, like it matches, it works, <clears throat> especially the the black on top. I, I just I like that. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> Next we got German again. They're home unis this time. Um, <clears throat> this is just even better, or not even better. This is not as good as the the away, but what I like is that they. Uh, they incorporated the flag there the correct way, obviously. And it's just like, honestly, like none of these jerseys were really that inspired. A lot of them were like a single bar and like a little bit of a design with it. Um, <clears throat> that's why Latvia coming in fifth with their uh, away maroon jerseys here. I felt like at least they're a different color than some of the other people. Like my, my honorable mention here is Team USA and uh, Switzerland. Team USA, I mean, I, I, I just... Wish there was something more there. A little bit boring around the shoulders. Um, maybe even lower in the uni. I, I just feel like it's pretty boring. Um, where you see, like, you know, Sweden added, like, these this crown and striping and numbers on the shoulders. I, I just feel like it doesn't have the same pop um, as the U.S. And the reason I even mention Switzerland is because this reminds me of, like, a Swiss watch brand. I, I just I don't know why. It's just so funny to me. But, but yeah, um, those were the the top five there and the two honorable mentions. If I had to really like fix Team US's uniform, I feel like I'd have to include something on the shoulders, like maybe stars or something, like something to just add like a pop. I, I feel like it's just a white jersey with a, a blue stripe and a thin red one, which. It doesn't even, like, really look any sort of representation of, like, our flag or anything. I just... U.S. hockey has been in a weird state for me where I, like, feel like it should be better, but it's not. We keep being, like, fourth or fifth, and their unis suck. And I I think they're definitely directly coordinated or correlated there. Just saying. Uh, All right. Moving on here. Uh, Got the Pens corner here. Got three games to preview. 
uh, I didn't really uh, recap any of the games. Um, I can kind of recap the Islanders game, but don't really want to. We lost 5-1 to one last night. Pens looked bad. They looked out of sorts. Um, I feel like Petrie coming back is going to be a real good thing. I know we don't, we're not really super injured, but would definitely be uh, look forward to. Definitely would be a, a good help for the the defense. Um, so some of the previews here. I mean, we got this is probably one of our toughest weeks. Um, we already lost to an Islanders team who is one of the better teams in the Metro, despite last year's debacle and terrible record. Um, first off, we got the Red Wings here. First game of the year versus the Wings. Um, before the the break, before Christmas, um, the Wings were one of the coldest teams, losing six in a row before defeating Tampa 7-4. The Red Wings have not played in a week due to their games getting postponed. And I think this could be an advantage to the Penguins, even though that the Pens played last night. Um, I think the Pens will use um, their their game there as fuel and be mad, you know, kind of uh, inspire themselves to do better against the Islanders. I think they'll become, they'll come prepared with the drive to, you know, play the way they've been playing that playoff hockey, which might kind of suck, but you win games and winning games is a good thing, especially early on in the year. So you don't have to really, you know, scrape for those last few games. Um, I think Vila Huso has been a mixed bag especially after his strong start. And I'm wondering, you know, 20, he's 27 years old. Is he actually as good as his stats have been? You know, is he going to start going downhill a little bit, or is it more of just a blip where – Whoa. Is it more of just a blip where, you know, he, he'll just bounce back versus the Pens here? Um, I think the Pens' offense will put him to the test. Uh, give me a second. All right. Well, good thing you're uh, you're able to edit this, Ryan. Um, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, yeah. So I, I I think the Pens' offense will put them to the test. Um, I think you know their team, uh, the the Detroit Red Wings. I think they're kind of injured as well. And I know this is kind of seem like seems like a lame excuse. But they are missing a decent amount of their depth, and they're plugging their team with some AHL defense and offense. And you know, I think the Pens are mostly, for the for the most part, they are healthy. I mean, Petrie being gone sucks, but he is. I mean, we we can fill them the the gap there for him. Um, my primary concern with the the Red Wings, I mean, Dylan Larkin's hurt. I thought um, he might be back actually. Uh, I know he like took a shot off a hand, so I thought he was uh, injured, but he might be good. He might be good to play, and for them, that he's the primary driver of their offense. And if they have him, I think they'll definitely be more lethal offensively. Um, my primary concern, though, even with uh, you know Larkin being back, is you know the wingers Kubelik, who I mean he's definitely fallen off the cliff. You know, taking a nosedive in his production. Four points in the last ten games, one in the last seven. 
but I think he could still produce. And, you know, same with Perron, who once played for the Pens. He actually got traded for Haglin. Um, but he was he's off to a bit of a hot streak here, five points in the last three games. And, you know, if the Pens aren't careful, they're playing with fire, you know, they, could, they can get burned. Uh, and I think they will, to be honest. I think there's still some growing pains there for the Penguins uh, without Petrie. I, I think, um, you know, if I had to pick, you know, a player to watch on for the Red Wings here, I'd pick uh, Michael Rasmussen. Um, I think that's how you say Musin. I don't know. Some Finnish-looking name. Uh, but he's coming off a four-point game when he was moved to the top line for the Red Wings. And, you know, if the Pens move to, like, or it depends, if the Red Wings move to score, like, quick on, like, the first, like, shift or something, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that put it in the net. Um, for the most part, though, I think the Pens can shut down their major threats, you know, Larkin, Kubelik, Perron, and I feel like they can really, the depth kind of handles it out, because, I mean, handles itself out, you know, where, like, the Pens are, like, <laughs> have, like, Malkin, you know, it's like, they don't really have another threat as much as Larkin, uh, at least down the middle, and, I mean, even, like, Jeff Carter, you know, Brock McGinn, these guys can handle, you know, any player on their team, I'd say. Uh, at least in the bottom six. Uh, so, you know, I think there, there expect to be some growing pains on the defense, but I think a 6-3 game sounds about right. Um, Pens then play on, you know, the December 30th, uh, the Devils. And, you know, as good as the Devils were to start the season, they regressed back to the group. And now they're sitting at second place behind the Hurricanes, who honestly might be the best team in the NHL, just based off power rankings, you know, but... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I kind of also shortened the power ranking, so we'll I'll discuss that uh, when I pull it up here. Um, I guess I can, you know, stop sharing the screen too. Let me do that. But yeah, they were uh, regressing back to the mean, and uh, what you coach? Yeah, the Devils have been losing like games. Like I think they're on a six-game losing streak or something like that at one point, and. Um, the the Devils they've been losing games by like letting too many goals up and not scoring at all, like at least not as much as they did in the first quarter, um, quarter of the season. I think there is a decent amount of blame on Vitek Vanacek. Uh, he's been putting up some bad starts. I think two of them had below a seven seven save percentage, seven seven zero. Uh, so that's just you know terrible starts. He's playing the full game. He's just not making saves that he needs to. And, you know, I think the Pens have also played a, a goalie who's struggling before. Uh, but I mentioned it before. The, the 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 Pens have this offensive prowess. And, you know, they play struggling goalies. And last time they played, you know, Bennington, he was a struggling goalie. They let up six that night, and he got chased and had a complete meltdown. Um I, I could see a similar game, you know, here how the Pens played uh, for the Devils. Uh, depending, you know, how the Pens handle the, the Devils' talent, I think the Devils have a lot more talent than St. St. Louis does. And you might want to change your game plan to not really, you know, tee off as quickly on on this team, like try to score as quickly. Um, you might, you know, wave more of a caution flag, see what they're doing. Uh, but I really could see... You know, the Pens putting in a quite a few behind them. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned it 
I think I mentioned it for the Wings, how they're injured, pretty injured down the line. And, like, they have Bertuzzi and stuff. But, like, the Devils are injured, too. And, you know, I really started to look at this, and I'm like, why is this, like, the case? Like, it seems like a lot of teams are plugging with AHL kind of guys. And I think it's just because teams are, like, so against the cap that they need to tap into the AHL. And it's, an it's like, an interesting challenge. Like, the the teams and the GMs have to really maneuver cap situations, but it kind of seems like a self-induced situation. Like the, the GMs have constantly been spending up to the cap, you know, up to the like 82 and a half million or 83 and a half million, whatever it is, they'll spend every penny they can. And they'll spend even over it. Um, expecting that the cap's going to go up in a few years, which is not guaranteed, but it's strongly, you know, assumed. Um, but, you know, like, this reckless spending is kind of, you know, why when a player gets injured, uh, you know, they have to call up these AHL guys. Like, the way the NHL set up the caps is, like, they, you know, an injured player, if he's not on LTIR, which there's a certain amount of time you, ha- you miss being put on that, I think it's two weeks, maybe four, um, you're not automatically set to LTIR, though, if you're injured. So, your, your cap's still on the, the book, so... Fitting in, you know, if you're at 81 or 82 and a half million and the cap's 83 and a half, you have to fit in a contract there. And, you know, this guy might not be an NHL quality guy, uh, especially when you're just trying to get some cap relief. You know, typically these players who have a lower salary can pass through waivers without being claimed or, you know, they're exempt from waivers in the first place. They're usually young guys. Um, whose contract, you know, kind of allows that, like, movement uh, between teams. Um, the Pens use Mark Friedman all the time for this. I think uh, I think he's still waiver-exempt because he's only 27. I'm not exactly sure on that, but the Pens do send him up and down the line, or the, the teams, because they can. And I think it's part of the reason they don't want to add Ty Smith to the NHL roster is because what happens if they get in the cap hell? And, you know, he, if they go through waivers he he'll get claimed for sure and he's not exempt so interesting i think anyways uh like the whole cap situation i think it's interesting that all these teams are playing with ahl quality guys but you know it presents opportunities to these players which i'm sure they're they're glad to have at least their families will be that's for sure um back to the devils and pens though i think the pens are a healthier team uh i think the Devils have some major plugs, you know, so I think the, the Pens win 4-1, to one, continuing, you know, the, the trend of letting up too many goals and not scoring very many goals. Um, and this next this next game, probably, I think probably the most excited I've ever been in the last few years for a regular season hockey game. It's the Pens versus the Bruins in the Winter Classic. Bruins are uh, 27-4-3. They have 57 points. The best team in the league, hands down. And the Pens are coming coming to Fenway Park, going to Fenway Park to play them. Uh, and it's going to be pretty hype. And I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, the Pens' new owners have a, a game. And the, the owners are, like, Fenway Group. And I, I find it funny that the Pens are playing the Bruins immediately after that. Just maybe irony or something, but sure there might might be a reason for that uh i mean the bruins are unquestionable number one unquestioned number one team 
in the NHL. I mean, I could go on about how talented this team is, uh, both both offensively and and defensively. They, I mean, they have a so many riches just because of you know they're they're older guys taking some hits on their contracts. They're you know taking lower money. Um, first thing for the Bruins, that's great. They're healthy. Second, they have Charlie McAvoy back, who's playing great hockey, and he's. I don't really think he's getting enough recognition. Uh, he's not a point per game, but he has 18 points in 21 games, and he started injured. So you got to get back into things, and I think he's going to start heating up pretty soon. Um, and he's not. I mean, he's not alone in how much you know success he's having. Like David Krejci's there. He's having a crazy year. Uh, he had, there's like this Czechia line, uh, Pasternak, uh, Pavel Zacha, and Krejci. They're they're all playing together, and they're all from. Uh, Czechoslovakia or Slovakia, I'm, I think it's Czech Czech Republic actually, um, but they're they're all playing crazy. They're all like 27 points or plus or more. Um, you know, I can mention Allmark. He's like a, he's playing like the Vesna winner. He has a 194 uh, goals against and a 936 save percentage. Definitely makes him my favorite right now. Uh, Taylor Hall, he's putting up respectable 27 points. 34 games, not his once, like, 100-point self, but, like, having Taylor Hall on your team is having a great two-way forward who, you know, is probably some of the upper, you know, wingers, upper echelon of wingers in the NHL. Um, obviously, the most exciting and dangerous player is David Pasternak. Uh, that that, that Czechia, Czechia, I don't know. It, it's like Czechia or something like that. I can't remember what they call themselves. Czechia line. I should have just looked this up, but I'm too lazy. Um, that Czechia line is just—they're—they're they're helping him make you know a, a big payday because this is his uh, unrestricted last year in a, in a deal, and he's an unrestricted free agent. And I think he's playing like at least nine and a half million dollars, man, and that—that that might be under what he actually gets paid. Um, I think this is going to be a tough game for the Pens to win. And if the Pens want to win this game, they're going to need an incredible effort from the team to remain disciplined and make sure they really limit the Bruins' opportunities for odd man rushes. Uh, The Bruins are not more talented, I don't think, than the Pens. I think the talent is pretty pretty equal. Maybe a little bit younger for the Bruins, but I think it's pretty equal. Um... So I, I kind of expect a pretty tight game here. Um, I think the Bruins may be a little bit more deep than the Pens. Maybe their legs are a little bit more fresh. Uh, but I, it hasn't really affected the Pens and been a big deal in any of their games so far. Um, I, I kind of see you know a solid game here either way, but I think I'm going to have to give the Bruins a 3-2 win in OT. Um, I think it would be a really fun game to watch, and I'm looking forward to it. Last time the Pens were outside, I think it was against Chicago, and that kind of sucked because they got – pretty sure they got killed. Or maybe it was the Flyers, and they lost. So I'd like to get another dub outdoors here. Um, but that being said, 3-2 OT, the Pens are just one play away from beating them. So I really do think it could go either way here. Um, my players to watch for this for this upcoming week here – Pierre Olivier Joseph again. Um, I just wanted to highlight him again. I feel like 
there wasn't enough hockey played last week, but there'll be more hockey here to be played and really judge him how or you know see where he's at in this game. Um, I would love to see him contributing more offensively. He scored a goal against the Islanders, the only goal against the Islanders. Um, it's more t- it's possible he'll get more time. You know, you figure with Petrie being hurt, but I mean that is his offside, so maybe not. Uh, maybe he gets a chance running a power play. I really do think he is a, a very mobile guy. He can watching him skate, like he receives the puck from like a forward from behind the net, and he skates with it. He like takes from the top of the circle and skates with it around. I'm just like, this guy can really move, and I really do like watching him move. And I I'm excited to see him actually blossom here into something. Um, my next my next guy, Brian Rust. I think Rusty's been doing well. Uh, especially after being demoted to the second line power play, you can really pout about it, but he didn't. Um, he's playing with Carter and Zucker on that on that power play. Uh, in December, he put up four goals, seven assists, and eleven games. So, point per game. I would love to see more of big game Brian Rust. You know that guy who scored two goals against Tampa Bay to sink them in Game Seven. Uh, you know that kind of guy who rose to the occasion and. Maybe, you know, being a point per game, maybe he can actually get that. Uh, and, you know, it's possible that, you know, demoting him to the second line power play even makes him play better. I feel like he doesn't have to exert himself as much, and maybe it improves his longevity with the Pens. I mean, we all know what he's capable of. He just wasn't clicking this year for whatever reason. I mean, it happens, right? Um, but, you know, if he's called up again to the first line, I really do think he can contribute to a point that would, you know, continue the Pens' incredible success on the power play. Um, I feel like, you know, get that confidence. I really do think uh, Russ will have a good couple of weeks, maybe a good month here. Um, my last little thing here before I get to the, the power rankings, the different power rankings. Um, Pens, since November 6th, are 15-3-3. Uh, Jari was on a 14-game point streak, you know, OT loss or win, basically. Uh, tying a franchise record, Tom Brasso, another. I think he also wore 35, so shout-out, Tom. Um, yeah, the regulation loss against the Islanders last night, uh, that obviously ended it. And honestly, the Pens, I don't really want to even talk about that game. Pens looked so bad. Like, I just, I was kind of, like, upset even watching it and. Talking about it more would just make me more upset. Um, moving on here. <laughs> uh, the Metro kind of looks like a bloodbath now. The the Red, or not the Red Wings, the the Capitals, they are st- start going streaking, and they really, uh, they've played more games than everyone, but they, they're in the mix now for a playoff spot. So pretty interesting here. It actually affected the, these uh, top 16, as I call it. Uh, moving on here to the power rankings. The the top 16 power rankings. Um, I will share my screen here. I was trying to get Iggy. Sharing screen. All right. If you see this blue W and the red E, that's just east and west. So 16 teams, top 16 power rankings. And I did this in a way it's kind of like who I think kind of deserves to be in what spot for playoffs and obviously labeled one to three, four to seven, eight to 11 and the rest who are kind of like the wild card spots here. 
Um, like I said, these are based off. This is a power ranking of, of, of playoff teams, and the East occupy the top six spots for me. I got Boston number one, Carolina number two, Toronto number three. I feel like that's kind of set in stone here with how how good I've seen Carolina play recently, especially against the Pens twice. Um, four through seven, I got Tampa Bay, Pens, New Jersey Devils, and that might be controversial, but we'll see come you know two days from now who's actually the better team. That is the first game of this year uh, they play, by the way. Um, moving on here. Um, 8 through 11, I got Vegas. I got Seattle, Minnesota Wild, and then uh, Winnipeg, who these all kind of just like fit into place to me, like a puzzle almost. Um, the Pen or not the Pens, the Wild beat the Jets the other night. Um I think Vegas lost the other night, and it's just everything kind of fits into place where these guys kind of look like they'd line up this way uh, and come playoff time. Um, the rest, so that's basically just the, who, you know, is in a playoff spot, kind of wild card. Um, I got, um, I mean, I guess this is kind of in order. Uh, I do have the Capitals in the number one of the rest. I don't think they're the best team. Like I said, I, I think they're streaky right now, streaking up. Maybe they are maybe they do sneak in playoffs, but as of now, I, I do have them there. Um, I got the Rangers next. Same thing. I think they're 8-2 and two in the last 10. I really do think they're a good team. Um, like I said, they're not elite in like certain aspects, but adding could make them elite, adding a player. Um, I also got you know the Kings, Oilers, Avs. Kings, I've just... I mentioned this inconsistencies. Defense is kind of bad. Goalie definitely. I'd say defense is average to above average. Actually, goalie is bad. Um, I feel like Jonathan Quick's just past his prime, and this Copley guy I'm not too sure about yet. Um, Oilers are just so inconsistent as well. Their defense sucks. They they are scoring. They try to out talent teams. That's not really how you win in the NHL. Um, last year. Barely sneaking in, by the way, or the Avalanche, who are just so injured right now. Um, but you kind of have to have the defending champs in there, I think. Even even with where they're standing, I think they deserve it, but even more so that they're defending champs here. And, you know, I feel like this might be kind of the more structure I take here for the pod, like kind of open a pack, talk some hockey. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do much of the, the full NHL team rankings. I kind of want to do this, uh, you know, smaller group and maybe just do more rankings in general um i did the, the jersey rankings there here as well um but i just feel like ranking the whole thing is just too hard and doesn't really make interesting content here you can at least debate a little bit more i'd say um but with that being said i appreciate everyone listening this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode wasn't too much hockey going on um kind of a chill moment in life still that time between christmas new year's wanted to get something out here just talk to you guys um follow the follow the pod obviously online uh at puck and dirty here sorry at puck and dirty not here at puck and dirty um i'm gonna put do more shots daily shots daily talkings of just like hey here's a video here's what i think maybe giving some betting advice maybe posting some cards here and there i'm gonna try being more involved and honestly like see these if you're watching, you see this 
this jacket I'm wearing, I could get, you know, quality clothes made and I might, you know, do something for the pod here, get a logo for my bud and, you know, or my girlfriend, who knows. Um, but I think I'm going to try my one resolution since, you know, I won't be here uh, until next year, actually, is, you know, trying to get more of a involvement in the pod and, you know, kind of market it a little bit better. I also do some D&D stuff, and I'd really love to do this, that, that as well. And I think, first off, I want to make some shirts. I want my girlfriend, and I'm, I'm probably going to help her design it, but I, if she doesn't help, or if she doesn't design it, my buddy will. But I, I can definitely, you know, I have some, some goals here, and definitely want to get some stuff for, you know, Ryan for his pod and for myself for this pod. And it's pretty quality. Like, you can see it's embroidered, and, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap. Honestly, and I can, people are interested, I can get orders and maybe have Ryan, you know, sort it out as well. Um, but with that being said, keep your eyes out for the online, online puck and dirty. Uh, appreciate if you made it this entire way through to me kind of stuttering through and, you know, not really having too much to say, but just wanting to say something here. Uh, appreciate you guys. Have a good day. Happy New Year. I hope you guys have a, a very you know, plentiful, wealthy, something or other year. All right. Have a good one.